Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen, at snc.tv and local now, channel 525. The Healing Word Program is a ministry of the Largo Community Church, where Christ is honored and people are loved. You're invited to join us in worship via live streaming this Sunday morning at either 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock. Visit LargoCC.org and click on Watch Live. God's Word is forever settled. He has a word of promise to you and to every believer to bless, to help, to minister to your life. Now you will know that faith is truly living when you begin to apply the Word of God and and believe the Word of God. Then the Word of God begins to work. Welcome to The Healing Word, a radio ministry of the Largo Community Church. Here's Pastor Jack Morris with today's message that will grow your faith in God and lead you to a closer walk with Jesus. Faith in God. Every person is born with the capacity to have faith and with an endowment of faith. That is God's part. He does it to every child, every baby that is born into the world. That's God's part. Now here comes our part. We are to hear the word of God, we are to be blessed, and we are to grow our faith as we hear the word of God, and then we are to apply the word of God. Now, we know that we are hearing and applying the word of God when our lives begin to change and we begin to obediently follow Jesus Christ. Now, we, God did his part. He gave us all faith. Now, let's do our part and hear the Word of God, but then take the next step and apply the Word of God and obey it. Now we know that faith is growing in us. People say, how do I know that I have faith? Are you living like Jesus? Are you following Jesus? Are you obeying Jesus? Now you have faith that is developing and is growing. But A in your outline is believing in God. Say those words. Believing in God. You may have heard the story of Helen Keller, the person who was uh, blind, deaf, and couldn't speak from birth. Miss Sullivan was very patient with Helen Keller and taught her to be able to communicate with the outside world through touch and through sensation. Helen was her her soul was imprisoned within her body. The, no way to see, no way to hear, uh, but she could feel. And Miss Sullivan, for a long time, began uh, work with her and helped her so that she could begin to communicate. Then it came to the, the time when Miss Sullivan wanted to teach Helen about God. And Helen applied to uh, Bishop Uh, Philip Brooks, and you may have heard the name Philip Brooks before. He's the man who authored the Christmas carol, O Little Town of Bethlehem. And Philip Brooks came and with great patience and and much effort and a long, long time and working with Miss Sullivan was able to communicate the idea of God to Helen Keller. And this little girl 
uh, now in her teens, uh, who couldn't speak, who couldn't see, who couldn't write. But somehow she learned to, through touch back, to be able to communicate her thoughts and her feelings. And when she heard the name or in her soul, in her spirit, that was uh, imprisoned in her body that couldn't get out and express itself, the name God, she said this. She communicated this out. She didn't say it with her lips, but she was able to touch and communicate out so that Helen, so that Miss Sullivan and uh, Reverend Brooks could understand. Helen communicated these words. She said, oh, I know him perfectly well. She said, I've known him always. I just didn't know what to call him. She didn't know to call God, God. Now, all children believe in God. Every child that is born in this world is born with a capacity to believe and is also given a first endowment of faith. All children believe in God. It's not difficult to talk to a child about God. And only adults are the ones who sometimes don't believe in God. And children believe in God until unbelieving adults teach the child that there is no God or they try to do that, but even then, in the very beginning, the child disbelieves and continues to believe there is a God. Now, I want you to look at the screen, and I'm going to read, and want you to read with me, Hebrews chapter 3, chapter 11, verse 3. Read it with me. By faith, we understand that the universe was formed at God's command so that what is seen was not made out of what is invisible. So the evidence of God is everywhere. Who can doubt the existence of God? Sir Isaac Newton, you may have heard of this great mathematician and scientist. He had a friend who was an atheist, and he tried to witness to the atheist and, uh, and help the atheist to believe in God. And the atheist just insisted, no, I can't believe because there's no evidence. So Sir Isaac Newton goes to the carpenter shop and he asks the carpenter to form a, a miniature universe, a miniature solar system. And uh, he said, now, make it according to scale. And several weeks later, he went back to pick it up and it was completed and Sir Isaac Newton paid for it and it was intricately put together and the paint and everything. It was just absolutely phenomenal what that that carpenter did. So Sir Isaac Newton takes it home and he puts it on the table in his house and uh, one day the atheist friend comes in and they were talking and the atheist friend kept looking at, at the solar system miniature and kept looking at it and, and then he asked, he said, may I examine that just a little more closely? And he examined it and he said, uh, where did you get that? Where did that come from? He said, oh, I didn't get it anywhere. It just, just happened. And the friend said, uh, come on, tell me, where, where did you get that? Where did you buy that? Where did you get that made? And uh, Isaac, Sir Isaac said uh, stubbornly, he said, no. He said, it just happened. It just... And after a while, the friend obviously, visibly became uh, a little bit upset and irritated. And finally, Isaac Newton said, now there is a little tiny miniature solar system, and you are insisting that somebody made it. And that's just a little miniature of the big solar system, but you don't believe that one, but you believe that one made out of wood. Look at point B in your outline. Point A, believing in God, now believing God. Just believing. If there is a God, and obviously there is, it's easier to believe in God than to try to explain God away. 
all the theories that man has come up with, all the theories, and they continually change, and somebody adds a little something, someone takes away a little bit something, someone has a new idea, a new revelation, but with a human mind, creation cannot be explained outside of God. And somewhere we keep going back and going back and going back, and finally they'll say, I don't know, it's some big bang theory. Well, who made the big bang go off? Who set the firecracker off? So it's so much easier to look at creation and say, God is behind it all. And indeed, he is. But now, this wonderful God that is behind creation is alive and well. He sent his son into the world to reveal himself to us. No one has ever seen God, but we have seen God's son. We have come to know God through Jesus, God's desires, God's attributes, God's will, all coming to us through Jesus Christ. Now, God is speaking, this God of the universe. He is speaking, and he is saying great things. That He's not a man that he should lie. Come on, say that. God's not a man, not a man. that he should lie. He should lie. Neither, the Neither the Son of Man that he should repent. That, repent. that means what God says stays said. God's not going to change his mind. God's not going to go back on his word. God's word is forever settled. He has a word of promise to you and to every believer to bless, to help, to minister to your life. And I want you to listen to what I'm going to say now and take it to your heart and think of the condition that you're in, the circumstances that you're experiencing, and apply that word. Apply it. Now you will know that faith is truly living when you begin to apply the word of God and, and believe the word of God, then the word of God begins to work in you. So God speaks <clears throat> in Psalm 116, verses 1 and 2. I want you to look at the screen and read it together. Read it. I love the Lord, for he heard my voice. He heard my cry for mercy. Because he turned his ear to me, I will call on him as long as I live. Now, the psalmist had an experience with God, and he said... He heard me when I cried to him, when I called out to him. He heard me, and he said, he has always heard me. He always will hear me, and I will believe in him. I will call upon him as long as I live. I will never stop calling upon the Lord. So number one, God answers prayer. He wants you to know that, that he cares for you. This God of the universe, this God of creation is your Abba Father, Through Jesus Christ, you're his daughter, you're his son, and he cares for you and loves you and wants to bless and minister to your needs. So he's not a man that he's going to lie. He's not ever going to go back on his word. He's never going to change his mind. He's going to speak truth, and you can stand upon that truth. Now, God has set in, in order a communication system between himself and the people he loves That communication system can't be defined, it can't be measured, it can't be explained, it can't be duplicated, but it works perfectly well and without a flaw, and it's called prayer. Now, when you call God, he'll never drop your call. (laughs) Got your cell phones turned off, everybody? Have you ever, listen, have you ever been on a cell phone and that call dropped? You mean some of you have never had a drop call? I think maybe you've never talked on a cell phone, and that's hard to believe. Or or you'll never live a life and go into a dead zone where God can't talk to you. 
He'll always be there. there. There's no valley so deep, but that God won't go into that valley or that mountaintop. God is there to bless, to help, and to minister to you wherever you are. He's never going to turn you off. Now, listen to this. I, I wrote this down the other day, and I tried my best to memorize it, and I can't memorize it. But I want to tell it to you. It, it, it just overwhelmed me as I sat behind my desk. And I thought, the voice of a mortal heard by the voice, the ear of the eternal. I just thought about it. The voice of a mortal. I'm mortal. I'm going to die. But he is immortal, and he is forever. He created the universe, and he can hear my little voice. The voice coming out of a weak, finite person like I am, heard by the voice of almighty omnipotence. The voice coming out of an earthling made of clay and decay and heard by the ear of celestial glory and divine majesty. The voice of one stained by sin, heard by Abba Father, who forgives, protects, cares, and loves an eternal God. No, friend, God is not a man that he should lie. He's going to hear me, and he's going to hear you when you pray. Even when you pray with your mouth shut or your mouth open, it can only be sometimes thoughts that are offered up to God in silent prayer. And God is there to hear your prayer. Just a mortal speaking to God who now is your father through Jesus Christ. That is the most awesome thing. We have the best communication system that the world has ever known. But it's not perfect. But I do know one that is perfect. That God does hear. And he asks me and he invites me and you ask and it'll be given. Seek and you'll find. God's not a man. He's not going to go back on that word. Is he? He's not going to go back on that word. Psalm 22, he says, do not be far from me. He wasn't quite sure that God was there. He said, for trouble is near me. And he says, there's no one to help me. I'm, I'm standing alone. No one can help me right now. And then when, when we went over to Psalm 27, look how he has grown. He said, for in the day of trouble, he will keep me safe in his dwelling. He will hide me in his shelter. He will set my feet upon a rock. It grew, the faith grew, and this is what God is seeking to do in you and me today, to help us to know the word that we're reading on the screen and in the book, to know that he hears and answers prayer, that he blesses us in the time of trouble. If we don't feel that he's near us now, keep reading, keep believing, keep singing, keep worshiping, keep praying, because your faith will grow, and you will know that in that time of trouble, even today, those of you who raised your hand, he is going to keep you safe in his dwelling. Now, you're, when you leave here, you're still going to be in church. You're still going to be in the Lord's sanctuary. He's going to hide you in his shelter, in the tabernacle of, of his grace, and he's going to put your feet on, the, on a solid rock. You're not going to walk out here on quicksand. You're going to walk out here walking, standing in Jesus, on Jesus, sheltered by Jesus. Remember those? Remember when your hand went up just a moment ago? Can you, now can you put your hand up and say amen? Amen. amen. That's for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <clears throat> what about those of us who need peace and contentment? 
Some have some much difficulty. There, there's no peace where they work. There's no peace in their home. And, and their hearts are even troubling them. There, there, there's not that peace and contentment that they want to have, that they believe that they should have as a Christian. That peace and contentment isn't there. Now, those of you who want peace and contentment, you want or, or, or even a greater de- degree than what you have, I want you to raise your hand now. Okay, this is, this is now coming for you. This peace and contentment is found in a close relationship with Jesus Christ. Jesus is the Prince of Peace. And wherever Jesus is, there's going to be peace. He's the King of Salem, the Prince of Peace, bringing peace to your heart and to your home. There there really isn't any peace or contentment in this world. How many of you went on vacation this summer? If you were just over a weekend or a week or so, okay, fine, I saw your hands. Do you think you're going to want another one someday? <laughs> I was on a vacation. I was on a cruise. It's been a long time since I was on a cruise. And um, before that, I, the last day of the cruise, do you know what I was doing? I was looking at the calendar thinking, when can I take the next one? <laughs> <clears throat> Vacations don't last long. They don't satisfy very long, do they? So I'm going to got to get away to get some peace and contentment only to come back to all the whatever it is that you, you thought you were going to get away from. You know, when, when we were young, we, we would say something like this. If only I were a teenager. Then we'd say, if only I were an adult. If only I were married. And then sometimes you say, oh, if only I were single. <laughs> Again. <laughs> It seems like the present place never quite satisfies where we are. And we never can grow into it. But there is a peace in the Lord that he gives that will follow us because Jesus will dwell with us and we can call upon him. He said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Didn't he say that? You know, God's not a man that he should lie. He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. He'll never go back on that word. Now, I want those of you who raised your hands looking for peace and contentment, I want you to raise your hand and say amen. 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 All right. It's it's coming to you today. God is working. His word is alive. His word is not going to return void or empty. It's accomplishing something in your life and in your heart today, even in your body. Now, number four, how many of you need some guidance? You're at a place right now that you need to make some serious decisions, big decisions. Now, we make decisions all day long. Even we go into a restaurant and they hand us a menu, look at all that stuff. You know, decisions, decisions we have to make. The scripture says in Isaiah 58, verse 1, the Lord will always lead you. Say those words, the Lord will always lead you. Wherever you go, whatever happens in your life, Jesus has already been there. Did you hear what I said? Wherever you go, whatever happens to you, Jesus has already been there. And he's going to lead you. He's going to bless you. He's not a man that he should lie. He's going to lead you. Say those words, the Lord's going to lead me. Now, those who need, need guidance, who raised your hand, I want you to raise your hand and say amen. That means so be it. It's happening to me. The word of God is happening to me. That's what you're saying. Every time you raised your hand and said amen, you said the word of God is happening to me. Now, temptation. 
Every person has been tempted. Every person. We, there is none who have been exempt from temptation. Number six, worry. Concern. You, you have a deep concern over a particular need uh, or a family need or a financial need, uh, uh, a career employment need. You're, you're, you're worried. You're going to be honest about it. You're going to raise your hand and say, I need help from the Lord. Let me see your hands. Okay. Wonderful. There was a sign on a church uh, like the one we have out in the yard here. We, we put up these signs and people tell me how the words bless them. Some one lady called in, wrote in on the website and said she just drives by the church. She leaves her house and comes up, just drives up Enterprise Road to drive by and look at that sign and, and see what the sign says. But one, one church had a sign up and it said, uh, uh, don't let worry kill you off, let the church help. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we worry because we forget who's in charge. Yeah, we do. We worry because we forget who's in charge. We worry because we begin to focus on our own resources. We worry when the agenda becomes more important to us than God's agenda. Worry has a way of drawing our attention away from God. And I appreciate your honesty. Yeah, I worry sometimes too, and I have to ask God, God, forgive me. I catch myself, my mind starting to worry about something. I become starting become overly concerned, and I just have to tell the Lord, I'm going to put that in your hands because you're going to take care of it. You're going to take care of it. Those that raised your hand, put your hand up and, about worry and say amen. amen. Okay, it's happening. The Lord is coming with his peace and contentment. He's giving you direction. He's helping you with all your concerns and your worries. And number seven, everything you need. Now, I may not have mentioned your need, but number seven covers it all. How many have a need that I haven't mentioned, but you do have a need? Put your hand up. All right. In Philippians chapter 4, verse 19, the scripture says, My God will use his wonderful riches in Christ Jesus to give you everything you need. You see, God's still in control. And friend, it's not over until God says it's over. It's not over until God says it's over. God has you in his sight. He has you in his care. He's going to bless you and help you and take care of you. He is your God, and he hasn't made one promise that he'll go back on. And when you pray to him, he'll never drop a call. He'll be there, and he'll listen. He'll never hang up. He'll never say, hey, I've got an appointment I've got to go to. Nothing like that at all. He'll just listen as long as you pray. He'll be right there with you all the time. And, and wherever you are in your spiritual journey and in your, your faith journey now, don't quit. Don't, don't give up. Don't jump off. Corey Ten Boone, the lady that hid uh, with, along with her family, the Dutch lady who hid uh, Jews uh, during the uh, Holocaust and the Nazi invasion, she said one time, she said, sometimes a train will go through a, through a tunnel. She said, but... I don't get worried when it gets all dark and I'm in that tunnel because I know up front there's an engineer in control. Friends, there's somebody in control. You need to give the controls to the Lord. You need to give them to him. He'll take your life. He'll bless your life. He'll give you everything you need. There's nothing that he'll withhold from you because, because you're his child and he loves you. He bought you with a price, the blood of his son. You belong to him. We hope that today's message has been a blessing and has strengthened your faith in God. 
But before we go, here is Pastor Jack Morris. Thanks for listening to The Healing Word on WAVA Monday through Friday, coming to you from the Largo Community Church, Mitchellville, Maryland. The Largo Community Church is a Bible-believing church. You're invited to come and worship with us. Each Sunday morning, we have two great, wonderful worship services, 9 o'clock, 11 o'clock. I can assure you, you will hear the Word of God. We're located at 1701 Enterprise Road in Mitchellville, Maryland. That's also South Bowie. Check out our website. That's largocc.com. May the word of God you hear on this program bring healing and wholeness to your life, spiritual healing, emotional healing, physical healing. In Psalm 107, verse 20, he sent his word and healed them. We appreciate your prayers and your financial gifts for the support of this ministry. Friend, Jesus loves you and we love you too. I'm Pastor Jack Morris. Will you consider partnering with Pastor Morris today by praying for the ministry? And consider sending a gift to help us in reaching those who are struggling with life's challenges and need hope for tomorrow. You can make your tax-deductible donation in a matter of minutes by visiting our website, LargoCC.org. Click on The Healing Word and follow the Donations tab to complete your support of this vital ministry. You can also mail a check made out to The Healing Word to 1701 Enterprise Road in Bowie, Maryland, 20721. Be sure to tune in tomorrow at this same time for another edition of The Healing Word. Until tomorrow, blessings on you.